Hello, and welcome to Letters from the Lunchroom, a podcast by Communities and Schools of Mid-America. I'm your host, Victoria Partridge. Communities and Schools is a nationwide nonprofit which connects students and their families to local resources in order to remove barriers so that they will have greater success in school and in life. During this podcast, we talk to people who have a relationship with our organization. From students to staff members and alumni to volunteers, we know that people who connect with nonprofits have a story that led them there, and we want to know that story. Stay tuned as we head into the lunchroom. Hi, and welcome to the lunchroom. Donna, how are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. Excellent. I'm excited to have you here. Um, If you would, would you please just take a moment and introduce yourself? All right. Well, I am Donna Ritchie. I'm from Anadark, Oklahoma, and I am currently the Tribal Services Director for Communities and Schools of Mid-America here at Anadarko Public Schools. So pretty excited about that pretty new at it. Uh, I was formerly the middle school site coordinator for the past uh, year and a half, and we did some transition, And uh, but I've been loving it. I have uh, three beautiful daughters. All of them went to Anadarko, so you know I'm really vested in the school and, and who's there, and I'm married to my high school sweetheart, um, whom I also met at Anadarko oh. High School. <laughs> so, but that's a oh little bit goodness. about me. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea that Anadarko had such a big part of your life. That's so awesome. Yes. Um, We're definitely going to get into more of that transition between you being a site coordinator and now the tribal services director. But before we get to sort of that more recent past, I kind of want to talk about where it all started in regards to your relationship with communities and schools. So the first thing I want to know is, would you mind telling us when did that relationship begin? When did you first hear about communities and schools of Mid-America? Okay, so I have one of my very good friends. Her name's Donna Bustle. And uh, she was telling me about this position that she was going to take. And so that's where I first was introduced to communities and schools. And so when she, she, you know, she described it briefly, this is what it is. I'm like, oh, wow, that's like, that's a great opportunity. You really need to do that. So um, lo and behold, and about, she's the previous tribal services. She is the director. previous tribal services director. So, about you know about a week right. or two later, our middle school principal um, called me. Uh, her name is Lavanda Bost, and she um, she mentioned that uh, this new program was coming, and it would be something that I would really be interested in. She really wanted me for the middle school. So I have to over twenty years experience in education. I taught in elementary school for 17 or 18 years here in Anadarko, first grade, second grade, third grade. So I've always worked with younger kids, but um, since I, you know, had children who also made it through the middle school and they survived and I loved middle school anyway, I would help LaVonda out a lot on, on, um, parent advisory committees and substituting and different things like that. So I was really honored that she called, you know, just to ask. Now she does, she did call like a lot. She would call and ask if I was ready to teach, come back to teach and, you know, for a position. And I was always telling her no. I always let her down. I always said no, no, no. So when she called about this position, because my friend, you know, because um, the current tribal services director was, 
you know, had introduced it to me that I was really kind of intrigued. So she's like, I've got this opportunity. You might really be interested. You need to check out the website. And so, you know, she described it and my husband and I were there. He's like, Donna, this sounds, this sounds like you, like this sounds like it's right up your alley and the things that you like to do and the impact that you like to make. And so, so I was sold. Um, I was sold. And so I took the interviewed for the middle school site coordinator position and just absolutely loved it. So you said that your husband pointed out that it sounded like you. And I know that you mentioned that you had been working previously. You had 20 years of experience working in education. Um, was there something else in regards? Cause, cause what you're doing, even though you're working in education, you're not necessarily an educator. Right. So what was it about like the, the experiences that you had aside from being an educator that made you really want to go into this role that has such yeah. a support services aspect to it? Yeah. So I also, as an educator, I was, I also educated, um, teachers as well. I worked for a professional development company and just in my core belief, those, uh, relationships, building relationships was key to student success. And I found that success with my own students and my own families. You know, I, I knew I, I had to know, you know, not just the student, but you know, what happens behind the student, their family there and stay connected. You know, if I wanted help and, and participation and engagement from my students, families that I, you know, it was my responsibility, my accountability, um, and knowing that just within our community, what rich resources that we have for our students in our community um, and knowing how to tap into that and knowing that it, it you know, like I, I think it's Hillary Clinton said it takes a village. Who said that? <laughs> it takes a village. It takes a community. I can't remember. Now I'm going to have to look it up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, that it does, it takes a community, not just your families to raise, to raise you. And, yes, and I knew what the community and, you know, my experience growing up in our, in our community, in our district and, and how mm -hmm. it just wasn't my single mother who raised me, but how, you know, every person that I came in contact made an impact on what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. And, you know, even as a young, as a young high school, Anadarko high school senior, I remember thinking, oh, there's nothing here. I can't wait to get out. This is small town, you know, and just leave this place. And then I remember, mm -hmm. you know, upon finishing and knowing that I wanted to come back, oh, I could, couldn't wait to come back to my community and how great it was. And, yeah. you know, what a rich place that we had, maybe small, I mean, it may not have a lot, but, um, but we have each other and that was important. So I love that. So that's why yeah, Scott absolutely. knew that that was, you know, exactly, exactly the type of, um, educator that I was, um, and how impactful just mm -hmm. being connected with family and communities and how impactful that was and what it could do for our community. Um, and then the other aspect of it is, you know, where our communities and schools here in Anadarko is a little bit unique um, in our affiliate because we uh, really um, hone in on our, our Native students. So since we're a highly populated mm -hmm. um, Native American community and our funding that we received was from our National Indian Education Association. It was a grant that they received 
and Native Youth Communities Project Grant. Um, so really knowing the impact of what we needed to do for our, our Native kids that are here. And, you know, the majority of our kids here in Anadarko mm-hmm. are Native. Um, and we have like 80% mm-hmm. minority you know, with most of them being Native kids. So just Mm -hmm. knowing that um, and how, you know, as we get these new generation of kids um, who are Native and we get even more distant from that cultural um, connections and heritage Mm -hmm. and how important that is. So that was really key to me here. I knew as as a Native kid myself, um, you know, some of the times those faces that I would see every day didn't reflect you know, the population of our, of our students. And again, that um, understanding, even though our community is close and I feel like, you know, we have great relationships with our students in our community, uh, but still we have such diversity, even among our native peoples in all the different tribes that we have that, you know, just keeping that and, and allowing our students, all of them um, to see that, you know, you can, there are so many opportunities, so many connections and so many people behind them um, and getting them connected that it was just, I mean, this is ideal. And then to get to, you know, to get to do that every day. So let the teachers teach and then let me like really mm-hmm. get to the heart of, of what I know kids need in order to learn. Um, I'm a big brain-based oh, learning <laughs> person. And um, so I know that all of those needs have to be met before, you know, we're going to reach that cognitive stage and get that learning in. So, so I love it. It's, Mm -hmm. it's been, it's been the best job I've ever had. (laughs) Don't tell, (laughs) don't tell Victoria, but this is my most favorite job ever. (laughs) I won't tell anybody. So um, one of the questions that I think is perfectly timed for this is um, since you did start out as a site coordinator, and after this, we are going to talk a bit about you being a tribal services director, because I definitely want to hear more about that. But I have one question for you. As a site coordinator, whenever you were working at the middle school, what was one of your favorite supports that you provided for your students and or their families while you were in that role? Oh my goodness. Okay. I have several, um, a lot of, of course, you know, providing those basic needs, having some of our kids who, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we, we do have, um, a challenging area, high in diversity, econ- you know, economics plays a big part, um, in a lot of that adversity. So, you know, just getting the kids to come down and, you know, Mr. G, I need a little help. And you know what? I think my sister does too. And, you know, like, what? You you need some shirts? Well, come here. Like, whatever you want, anything you want. And just to see, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, how appreciative they were and then, you know, how proud they were, you know, to do that. So that was kind of exciting just to meet their needs. Um, but my latest favorite is was our Mindful Warrior moment. Um, again, because I feel like you have to speak mm-hmm. – Um, to the head and the heart before we can get to learning. And, you know, everything we do is, is right there in the head that, so we would do our mindful warrior moment with just getting the kids to breathe a little bit, you know, and start their day a little less stressed, um, starting out with a mindful quote. uh, And of course, trying to introduce that diversity that's in our that's in our community using native quotes, you know, ancient, 
and current and new, um, you know, from lots of Native people that are local Mm -hmm. and ones that they would, you know, recognize. Uh, But using that quote, just to think on things and and use it to direct. Um, And then using some tribal words, too, from some of the different tribes, um, just to do that and just to help them stop and think and have gratitude. So we would spend one minute, one minute. I was inspired by a podcast to do one minute because I knew that's all they would allow me anyway. You know, middle schoolers, they're busy. So, you know, if I could get all this in within one minute, it was great. So we would, we do a one minute, we do a quote, stop for gratitude and be thankful, you know, even for challenges and adversity, because that would be what makes us who we are, you know, being grateful for, um, you know, just gosh, all kinds of things. And then, you know, breathing, taking three good deep breaths. When you guys are stressed today, just stop and breathe. Teachers, when you guys are stressed today, just stop and breathe. And so um, we would do that just for the whole school, just right after announcements and, and get everybody going for the day. So that's kind of one of my favorite ones and had a lot of good feedback, you know, to the students that it would really changed their day. Plus it was really fun to listen to the secretary because she would breathe at the same time. You know, she's sitting right by me and she would stop what she was doing and she would <laughs> just breathe it in and exhale it all out. And so, um, so I loved it. That was a great one. Oh, that's awesome. So now let's talk about you in your current role. So when did you take on, like, when did you switch over from being a site coordinator to the tribal services director? When did that happen? So uh, right before the end of the semester. So at the end of December, uh, beginning of January, okay. uh, we also, I had to replace myself and a high school site yes. coordinator. So we have five site coordinators here from pre-K all the way to elementary with five different school sites. So my job was not only to transition and replace myself, but to replace another one. And so it was kind of, you know, crazy to have this whole new team and we're getting in, but, um, but the team, you know, the current team that we had and the legacy that was left for us, you know, made it, made the transition really easy. Mm -hmm. So, so two whole months, like two full months, maybe (laughs) that I've been in this position and it feels like a lifetime. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's not just two ordinary months because it's been two months in COVID. It's been two months in all of the challenges that come with that and whether or not schools should open or keeping kids safe, et cetera. Um, Having the rollout of the vaccine. We've had a presidential administration change. And then also we had winter and it kind of hit really hard there for a moment. Yes. So it's been, I mean, essentially a very long two months. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So one of the questions that I have for you regarding being the the new tribal services director is what do you hope to achieve your first year? Probably my biggest um, goal was to just continue the supports like there was no transition. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, you know, just that biggest and making sure, you know, that I kept our community partners um, connected uh, because they're so they're so helpful. We have some great community partners that we have for Anadarko. So, you know, making sure that I kept those relationships um, established and going, and and supporting our site coordinators. So, I, I feel like we've done it really well, um, not because of me, uh, but because again, like because of the legacy that Miss that Donna Bustle left for me and kind of made it easy easy to do that transition. But most importantly, because of the quality of site coordinators that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and of course our our team, you know, our our home office team in Lawrence with our field director and resource and you guys, you guys just made the transition um, you know, really easy so that, you know, our team could keep doing what they were doing. My site coordinators, new ones were trained super fast and, you know, they were already um, kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's in the water here in Anadarko, but we just kind of jumped the gun. Like I, you know, I, uh, I, I tell people (laughs) I'm one that I usually just, Oh yeah. Like I will cliff jump into the water. Right. That's my favorite thing to do. I'll send you a video one of these days, uh, Victoria of us jumping off the cliff into the water. Right. So that's, you know, that's how I like to approach things in life. So that's what we do, you know, in Anadarko. And it's funny because our site coordinators are all that way. They're like, what we get to do this. Okay. You know, and they take off running and you know, you just can't stop them. So they've done really, really good in making sure that, you know, we have all of our students on caseload that, um, our supports are still being provided that they're, you know, making sure our families are connected and, um, you know, they've taught each other, even our new people have come in and taught, you know, our current site coordinators, some new, new tips and tools to use. So it's, it's really been phenomenal to see them, um, just keep going like, you know, like there's no epidemic <laughs> or, you know, or 19 degrees that. below zero and six inches of snow right. <laughs> and everyone working virtual. So, um, so yeah, I really feel like, you know, mm-hmm. that I've been able to um, accomplish that initial goal for this first year of just making sure that we, you know, we stay connected to our kids and keep supporting them in the way that we have. So, and that's, you know, and I feel like that's, that's kind of like our teachers. Goal, so. Yeah. As long as I can take care of my site coordinators and help them in any way, then I know that they can take care of, you know, their students. And, and that was done for me as a site coordinator, mm-hmm. you know, whatever I needed. And, um, and support, you know, from our director and our home office. And then I could, you know, I could do my job. So mm-hmm. I just want to continue doing that. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So I have two more questions for you for this first okay. part of our episode. So the first question is, what is one of your favorite memories of the entire time that you've been involved with CIS of Mid-America? What's one of your favorite memories? Oh, my goodness. Um, Honestly, uh, getting to know our CIS Mid-America team through our new employee orientation and our summer engagement conference, right? All this week-long training of, um, you know, learning all of of this stuff and then getting to know everyone um, Mm -hmm. and how much we learned just from, you know, networking with other site coordinators from, you know, across the states in our area. And that was, that was just, and, you know, when you're around people, um, I want to, I guess I want to say like-minded people that have that same heart. It's Mm -hmm. was so easy to get on fire, uh, for what we do for kids. And, um, and, and to me, that was a great model of building relationships for, you know, a great model for this is how we build relationships. This is what we do for each other, you know, and now, now you go forth to your school site, you know, and you build those relationships with your staff, your students and your families. So, um, but it was just, it was a lot of fun. I didn't know any of these people. I didn't know, you know, what I was doing. We were just jumping in and, you know, by the end of the week I had made lifelong friends with, 
you know, with everyone. Um, that's probably one of my, one of the most memorable moments. Um, probably some other moments that really stand out. That actually just made me as a site coordinator. <laughs> I know. I know because we didn't get to do that this summer. You know, everything was virtual, which it was great. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's so hard. It's so important to get face to face. But another memorable mm-hmm. moment, and I had several of these, was the over being overwhelmed at. Um, and see, I'm going to get emotional just sharing this. Being overwhelmed um, at the impact of what you get to do. So when kids come in and you know, you're trying to help them, you know, um, let them articulate through a struggle or a problem and then, and you get to help them meet that need, you know, and what they express and, and you're just overwhelmed because you know that you're, you know that your job is to help them and that you're giving to them. But I, mm-hmm. I end up feeling so selfish because I feel like I got more out of it than they probably did. You know, I, I got more satisfaction probably and, and fulfillment in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so often I would have to, you know, just kind of walk out the back door of the school and take a quick walk and gather myself, uh, because you'd be, you know, mm-hmm. in your moment of, wow, you know, wow, I can't believe that, um, that I get to do this. Like, I feel so lucky in, mm-hmm. in the impact that I get to make. And so that's, you know, those memories kind of stick with me with, with those, you know, certain kids that I've just been overwhelmed, you know, emotionally and, and excitedly yeah. and, and um, feeling those different things that you get to do with, you know, with a service-oriented job like this and what we get to do. So those mm-hmm. are definitely memories that will always be there. And then Victoria, I'm going to need a Kleenex. Gosh. <laughs> Can you wipe my nose for a second? <laughs> We're not even to the letter part yet. And that's oh usually gosh. where we cry. <laughs> okay. So the last question for this part of the episode is, what are you looking forward to the most? Um, goodness. Just, I think, sustaining, making sure that we keep this program um, in Anadarko forever. Uh, so really establishing those relationships with our partners, with funders, and just making sure that, that this is always available for our students. I can't, I just can't let it go. So I'm really looking forward to, um, expanding in that area. You know, once, once I get settled in to really expanding and saying, Hey, this, Mm -hmm. this is important. And, and I need everyone to know how important it is for us to make sure that meet we maintain this program, you know, for our students because it has been impactful. You know, I get to, I got to see it as a site coordinator face to face, you know, just every day face to face with my families and my students and then, and even our teachers and, you know, what they would get to experience um, and get to do for kids. And so, and then you look at the, you know, the data of, of that impact. And so, you know, there's no denying it. We Mm -hmm. have to keep it forever. So I'm looking forward to establishing more more relationships and partners, partnerships and doing that, sustaining it. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you, Donna. We're going to take a quick break and then we will be back with a second serving of Letters from the Lunchroom. So stay tuned.
welcome back. As part of our show, we ask each of our guests to write a letter to the students that Communities and Schools serves. The only guideline they are given is that it must come from the heart. We also warn them that they will be asked to read their letter aloud during the podcast. So Donna, if you would, please read your letter. Okay, let's see if I'm ready for this. Okay, so I wrote my letter, um, I, you know, I, as we stated earlier, I'm transitioning between these two positions. So I started out with my letter to my middle school students, and then I kind of address it to the rest of the students that were impacting. So here it is. Dear Anadarko Middle School students, I want to say thank you for welcoming, welcoming me into your hearts, your activities, your conversations, and your confidence these past two years. I know for you guys that is a big deal, super big deal, and I'm really super honored by that. Getting to know you has made every day even brighter for me and puts a bigger smile on my face and laughter whenever I get to visit with you. I also want to tell you how proud I am of each and every one of you and, and any adversity and advantage that presents itself to you, you have handled it with warrior style and grace. So I'm so proud to see your resiliency, your determination, and your willingness to give others, adults and teachers included, a chance to help you, to advise you, and to mentor you. I am really proud of the way that you listen. You listen to those people, um, even if it's not great advice for you, <laughs> or it might be your truth or that you can use it. It doesn't matter because you still always give, give what the people around you say plenty of thought and merit. And that's just true leadership and growth and potential for the greatness that I see inside of each and every one of you. And I'm so, so very proud of you for that. I know it's not easy being your age, but again, you handle it with true warrior style and grace. And to all of our Anadarko students that I and my team have had the privilege to impact, I want to remind us all that the things that I've mentioned before to our middle schoolers are what we are made of. The family culture and ethnic legacy that you've been given, whether you're native or non-native, the community that we live in, the activities that you're involved in, and of course, the schools that you attend all make up a part of what you are made of. They are the relationships and supports that you allow to build and strengthen who you are. And so thank you for letting me help to provide that for you. I'll leave you all with my favorite quote that's written on my board and recited to many of you when you've come into my office, that it's not about where you're at, it's about where you're going. So don't get caught up on the struggles of today or let them hold you back. Use them to build who you will become. Be proud of who you are and where you come from. I know I am. And I know that in my heart, we'll always have you in it because you've made a special place there always. Love you, Miss Richie. Me wipe my nose again. All right, Donna. <laughs> and my eyes. <laughs> How does it feel sharing those words with our audience and specifically with our students? I know it's very overwhelming and exciting. And, you know, it's never enough. Like I can't even express, um, you know, the gratitude that I have for um, 
for getting to be a part of their lives, you know, and an important part and someone, you know, that I know that they can count on um, or that they know that they can count on me. So it's kind of, it's very overwhelming. It's kind of exciting. So I found, I found it interesting that you chose to speak about gratitude and saying thank you to our students because in our previous podcast, that is also the topic that they focused on was gratitude and saying thank you. Mm -hmm. So why did you choose to decide or why did you decide to focus on that topic? Um, gosh, I don't know because, you know, everyone has a choice to let people in, um, or to not mm -hmm. let them in. And so just the opportunity to be, you know, to be a part of our students' lives, that's like a big deal. And, um, and so, you know, I'm grateful for that because again, we have a choice. We have a choice whether to allow people you know, to be a part of us or not. And so I am truly grateful for what I, you know, what I get to do. Um, and it, and I guess, as I mentioned earlier, I feel, I feel like I get the bigger benefit uh, from communities and schools than probably my students do. So I feel like I should be grateful, you know, to have that opportunity to do that. Um, and just, and again, just grateful for middle schoolers to let me into their little world <laughs> because you know my high schooler she doesn't that let me in a lot. as much as some of these middle schoolers do I feel that so did you find it difficult to write the letter or did the words just flow naturally Um, yeah, it was very challenging, Victoria. I think it was really hard because, um, I don't know, when you think about the opportunity that you're getting to say something, it's, it's what do you want to say? And so I think that's why I, mm -hmm. I guess, went, leaned more towards gratitude because I really am grateful for, you know, allowing them um, to let me in. But it was very challenging because I, you know, it is hard because you have so much that you would like to say to, to them. Um, and when you specifically direct it towards them, uh, to me, I think that's more of a challenge. So it's, you know, it's easy to show that you care when we're there every day and you're listening to them. And I feel like those are ways that we show we care. Um, but to actually articulate it into words, um, that's just a challenge for me anyway. So yeah, it was, it was challenging to write because I wasn't exactly sure, you know, how much I could say. I didn't know if Victoria, if you would have let me, you know, I, this could have been pages and pages long. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to dwindle it down. I have not yet had a problem with um, anyone writing a letter that went on too long. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. But that did make me think of something, and I, I probably should have asked you during the first part of the podcast, um, are you able to see students at all in this new capacity? And I know that COVID may be preventing some of it. Yeah, that, that is a good question, because I know for a lot of our site coordinators, it has been a challenge because they've been working remotely. Our community, our district, it's been really nice that we've, you know, allowed students to have a choice whether they're going to be, um, 
working remotely, virtually, um, or traditionally in school. But we have had so many, uh, you know, we've had to have quarantine. We've actually had to close schools and work remotely um, just because we had so many teachers and staff, um, you know, that were either exposed during quarantine. You know, we didn't have enough staff that we could actually be in the building to make sure all the classes were covered. And so, um, you know, so, and then we've done, you know, we've been out for the weather. Um, and so I was just speaking with our, with our um, administrator yesterday and, and how hard they were working towards making sure that we, you know, that we don't have to go back to remote, that we can stay in class. We had a lot of students come back after the next semester. And so, um, we've been very fortunate to get to see a lot of our students face to face. Um, we're big on porch drop-offs and, you know, stopping by the home. Um, we're also, we aren't opposed to hauling, uh, tables and stools in our trunks and just, you know, um, whenever the pandemic started, just, you know, being outside and, and of course, socially distanced and masked and helping kids, you know, get on their hotspots or get connected to their Chrome because their Chromebooks, because that was a challenge, you know, and that was, that was hindering a lot of our students just in that capacity. We weren't really ready for that. So, so it's been nice to get to see them, um, but still not, there's still, you know, a large number of students that we're not able to see. And so that's kind of hard, but I feel really fortunate, especially when, you know, we yeah. talk to other site coordinators and directors that, you know, they've, everything they've been doing is virtual and not being able to be in the building with their students. And that's challenging. Mm-hmm. So whenever is, so your office, you're currently working remotely from your home, correct? Yes. Yes. I do get to go, um, into the buildings, um, and see my site coordinators and, and principals too. So we do get to do that. Excellent. So you actually get to see more kids now. Right. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Donna. Well, I think we're going to take another quick break. We'll wrap up the latter portion of this episode, and then we will be back with some extra credit. Okay. And we're back. Are you ready for some extra credit questions, Donna? I like extra credit. I love extra credit. Yes. Okay. So your first extra credit question is, tell me, what is one of your favorite songs? All right. This is going to tell me a lot, but this really gets me going and excited and invigorated. Uh, The Wonder Woman movie theme song is my my (laughs) latest jam, go-to jam. Um, You know, I put it on my phone. (laughs) I listen to it. Gets me pumped up and ready to go because I, you know, I, I think, I think in my former, in my previous and my current life, I'm Wonder Woman. So that's probably my favorite, (laughs) but I'm not opposed to a little bit of John Mayer and the Eagles. That's are always going to be my classic favorites. Anything, anything. Very nice. Very nice. And that, that's a, that's a nice trio you know, we have the Wonder Woman theme song. We have something that's classic rock, and then we've got something more modern. I love it. 
Yes. Yeah. You know, we're diverse. I'm diverse. (laughs) Yes, you are, clearly. Your next extra credit question is, if you could pick a superpower to have, what would you choose and why? Ooh, I think this is our latest car convo with my family, with my girls. We love to have extra credit questions. Um, So I think I picked the... um, I think I picked the last time we had this conversation, I picked time travel Uh, and not necessarily time travel, Mm -hmm. just that I could monitor time. That way I could back it up just a little bit and fix something, or I could hold it in place if I wanted to enjoy something, (laughs) or Mm -hmm. if I wasn't really a fan of the moment, I could fast forward it or skip it or whatever. And I could do that for whomever and wherever I wanted to. So that would be my superpower, time controlling time. I love it. I love it. And I would definitely want to be your friend with that too, because I can think of some times where you just don't want to wait. Yeah. I know. And let's be honest, in today's age, time is more valuable than currency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I could do that. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Your final extra credit question is, what is the number one reason that you feel people should get involved with communities in schools? Oh, our students need so many connections and relationships and models to see. And so the more that we can impact them positively and provide them those models and connections and relationships, you know, the more effective they can be, the more of an impact it will have on their lives that they would, you know, grow and, and, you know, return that legacy, use that legacy to be the model Mm -hmm. and the connection for someone else. So I really, I really think it's so important to provide that for our students. And again, if I control time, then I would provide time for everyone to have the availability and time to volunteer, to mentor, (laughs) to be involved um, with our students Mm -hmm. and their families, definitely. Yes, definitely. Well, thank you, Donna. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Letters from the Lunchroom. It's been really awesome getting to know you. Well, thank you for having me. This is is exciting. And I want to thank everybody else for joining us on this episode of Letters from the Lunchroom. For more information on communities and schools of Mid-America, including ways to get involved with our organization, please check out our website at cismidamerica.org. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a rating, and follow us on social media at CIS Mid-America. I'm your host, Victoria Partridge, and until next time, class is dismissed.